saffron. I mean, given all of these challenges, should we even be trying to catch up and level up at the same time? It's a brilliant question. Um, I think that actually the way that I I visualise um, catching up and levelling up is that they should be the same thing because I think if we see how we deliver services through a health inequalities lens and tackling health inequalities, the two do not have to be and should not be mutually exclusive. So I think that if if you went through a document that had levelling up in it and just did a kind of find and replace with with tackling health inequalities, you would probably come out to the place or not just health inequalities from my my perspective, health inequalities, but that's kind of locked into other inequalities. But you probably come to a place where where you reach a pretty sensible outcome. So certainly from an NHS perspective, I mean, the the statistic that that Hillary gave at the beginning of of her her talk around, you know, it, it taking 40% of the public sector spend, you know, it is a huge chunk. I think that the NHS is in a place of of great need. It does not want to be there and it would be in a it would rather be in a place where it saw other other bits of the public sector and the public service being adequately supported, adequately funded and more resilient to be able to be in a position to play the prevention role rather than the NHS playing the cure role. So I, I see I see catching up and levelling up actually as the same thing from an NHS perspective, because what we know hospital trusts are doing up and down the country is actually viewing their waiting lists through a health inequalities lens and saying who who isn't accessing services that need to be able to access service, who's in need that, that needs it that we haven't yet seen, as well as the people who are on the waiting list for quite legitimate and, and priority reasons in terms of their in terms of their health. Um, I think if we look at this through a mental health perspective, I think we get it's it's a better description and illustration of maybe how we might tackle the the overall health need in future. If you look at what goes on in mental health is we see a really clear relationship between the pulling away of other services through lack of investment, particularly in local government, particularly in education, whereby people who should have been identified and highlighted as needing some more support than they were getting have fallen away. We don't see them. They then come into the system later than they would have done. They are iller than they would have been. Their length of stay, the duration of their treatment or care within an NHS setting is more intensive than it needed to be and lasts for longer than it should have done. And then being able to discharge them from an inpatient setting, for example, is way more challenging than it might be because there aren't the supported housing, the step down beds, the community provision that they perhaps need. So if you look at mental health, I think solving mental health dilemmas would actually give us a really good model for solving the, the challenges that we face across the wider NHS and local government. And I think the final point I would make is if you get it right, for people who are in most need, you get it right for everyone. So I think that one of the things we've seen is a kind of either or scenario and, you know, tackling the backlog is more important than levelling up or vice versa. No, if 
if you treat those who are in need and you put the resources behind that, then you will create a system, you know, that that works for everybody. And I think that that that's where we need to focus is these aren't these aren't mutually exclusive concepts. If we're going to tackle the waiting list, we, we should also be tackling health inequalities from my perspective at the same time.